the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gastan. I want to welcome you to our Monday edition of Lifeline. Glad to have you on board with us for these next couple of hours doing what you know we do every week. Exercise our constitutional right, the right of freedom, the right of speech, the right of free thought, the right of an exchange of ideas and debate and discussion. Yes, and even argumentation when necessary. Sometimes getting at the truth requires two opposing views in the forum of ideas and uh, allowing those views to be shredded sufficiently enough for everyone to get a real insight as to what's going on in terms of the argument. It's just not a one-sided story. So there you go. That's what we do every Monday, the Lord willing, uh, going on into the future. The number to reach me is one 367 one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. If you want to join the program, bring up some topics, questions, comments, uh, ideas that you might think is worthy of us spending the next what hour and um, hour and fifty four minutes talking. You can do that. Yours truly, Jesse Gisfan, the voice that you hear from Monday through Friday at noontime. I hear from a lot of you emailing me about how you benefit from the teaching exposition of the Word of God. Glad to know that that is the case. Um, I don't listen much. I haven't been listening for a while, just kind of busy. <laughs> um, but I'm glad that I'm glad that the word is resonating with you guys know we're in the book of the apocalypse. And um, and it's a beautiful study. It's I think it's germane. I think it's relevant to where we are today. I think it's important for a Christian to have a, a definitely an apocalyptic prism for interpreting the kind of crazy stuff that we're going through at this time. Um, I really see Revelation chapter 17, verse 12 through 14 coming to pass. And the ten horns gave their power unto the beast for an hour, a season, a, a period of time, if you will. And I see that kind of gathering storm, if I would use Albert Moeller's terminology, that gathering storm around the world. I mean, you know, the, the whole world is is, is kind of uh, going through with the ellipses, a, a difficult time right now in India. Boy. They're going through it with COVID. I mean, it's, it's just a mess, really, really, really problematic and sad, as well as a, a small, uh, small groups in other parts of the world as well, as well. And then, of course, we're still dealing with our, our um, economic situation. We're dealing with the economy being shaky and difficult. Um, so it's kind of weird, isn't it? Because it looks like we could be uh, moving up and out of some of these draconian lockdown measures that we have been a part of for over a year now. Um, 
Uh, I, I doubt if it lasts long. I think we're going to come under another attack in a few months, but I'd love to be absolutely wrong. I want to have some fun this summer, especially as I am kind of mending for my operation, as many of you know. Uh, had a hip replacement a couple weeks ago, three weeks uh, to be exact, a little bit more. And uh, I'm, I'm recovering slowly. Makes me appreciate, and I talk about it frequently, the injuries that athletes uh, receive or endure or discover or um, have, if you will, uh, ACLs and, and things of that nature. Uh, uh, and then they have to be out for a whole season. And you wonder why are they out for a whole season for certain kind of injuries? Sometimes it's hip pointers, ACLs, torn Achilles, et cetera, et cetera. And, and the reason why is because if they have to be cut on and operated, that thing hurts. And it takes a long time to recover muscle memory, nerve memory, strength, inflammation of the body part going down and then just uh, the rehab that that requires uh, conditioning and and load bearing and uh, flexibility, all that stuff takes a long time, and that's kind of where I'm at. And I'm happy. Um, I'm kind of in front of my schedule, according to my doctor. I'll see him again in a couple of days, and he'll kind of let me know. And I'm glad about it. Very glad about it. Hope to be back at full measure in about maybe about three or four more months, really, where I can uh, jog a little bit and and hike and uh, do some of the kind of calisthenics I used to do years ago. want to um, get back into some small measure of, of martial arts training if I can, but um, uh, and mainly be able to just continue to preach and teach the word of God with, with some with some vigor, um, the Lord willing, if he would uh, continue to use me to that end. So um, it's good to have you again on the Monday edition of Lifeline. By the way, this coming Sunday, we will be having our annual Mother's Day breakfast. For those of you who have been unfortunate and not part of a community, which is sad because churches should be open again by now. Um, you're welcome to come join Grace on Sunday morning. Breakfast will start at 8.30. We'll be done uh, promptly around 10 o'clock. And then worship will start at 10.30. And we will be back in the book of the Revelation. I am talking about the millennium. I'm explaining it in a broader theological, redemptive, Christocentric sense, as you know I do, and trying to take away some of the mythology around it and definitely some of the bad, bad narratives concerning uh concerning uh, millennial theology, I, you know. And so we're having a great time and uh, we are enjoying new visitors and we'd glad, be glad to have you join us as well if you don't have a church home and if you are not in a place where you are experiencing a, uh, a, a rather dynamic uh, <clears throat> and vital and uh, God-glorifying experience around the Word of God. That is what we're doing at Grace. And uh, just a bunch of simple people, not... Uh, anything, you know, extra special, just uh, redeemed sinners uh, looking to Christ and listening to his word and trying to heed the spirit and do what he says. Three lines open, one 367 uh, for those of you who are sports aficionados, the 49ers have received their quarterback for the year, Trey Lance, um, high end on the scale. That was uh, the surprise of the draft day for many. But it shouldn't be Lance is a dynamic talent who can beat opposing defenses with impressive arm talent as well as top level athleticism. I've, saw, I've seen some of that. I'm about to see a bit more, I think. 
He's still a work in progress, but considering how good he he already is, that's good news for the 49ers. He can sit behind Mr. Garoppolo until he's ready, and he might have the highest ceiling of any quarterback in this class, including Trevor Lawrence. I still would have taken Justin Fields, but Lance is a much better choice than Mac Jones. Now, this is coming from um, from USA Today, and uh, that's their option. But uh, we're glad. We're very glad that we are moving in the direction of, uh, of, of, of getting somebody on the helm of the ship so we can start uh, moving back into success category. Take on the winds, the winds, W-I-N-D-S, of success so that uh, the fan base can start coming back out. It's a beautiful stadium over there in Santa Clara. Phenomenal stadium. Open stadium. Makes you feel good. Uh, It's cozy. It's not overbearing. It's not so large that you just feel lost. Definitely not. Uh, just a beautiful place. Been there. Looking forward to going again in this year's season. The Lord willing, some of my brethren get some really good tickets and uh, want to kind of just take me along for the ride. Um, but that's it for the for the 49ers. And again, for Mother's Day, we want to encourage you guys to uh, to, to honor mom and, and to, to come on out. Um, not a whole lot. You know, I'm always keeping up with the uh, COVID stuff and all of the crazy stuff that's going on policy wise around the nation and throughout the world. I think we I think our government, along with the uh, WHO and the FDA and CDC, has just really botched this whole thing up in such a bad way. You're starting to see some pushback by our senators and our congressmen at a heavy level now. And certainly a number of the states have just told Fauci, you know, go go do whatever. We're not listening to you. Um, Your 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 science is suspect and you talk out of two sides of your mouth. And that's really true on so many, so many levels. And so um, you, you look at Texas, you look at Florida, they're doing their own thing. And again, South Dakota has done that. And they have uh, had fine, fine, fine responses by their own no-nonsense, common sense approach to dealing with this without destroying people's lives by shutting them down and and dominating them by fear. Of course, you and I know that this is a bigger issue when it comes to our government just wanting to actually have such total control over our lives. And this is why there has been a gradual implementation of the uh, vaccine passport. Uh, and that, too, is, is receiving tons of pushback, hallelujah, by our congressmen and our senators, because they understand that it's totally alien to human freedom and human thriving. And uh, good for them. Good for them. You don't just do whatever the government says. That's utter idolatry. You don't ever do what anyone says without all of the science being set before you, all of the facts. You don't just take their authoritative word and run with it. That's our nation was built upon a real struggle with King George and, and the Brits around them just telling people what to do, hiking up tax prices and, and forcing people into a kind of tyrannical control. And that's what you're going to get when you don't give people the necessary evidences for them to make wise and informed choices. Remember, we're just simply talking about freedom here. We're talking about freedom. And so. If you're gonna, uh, if you're gonna want, if you're gonna have people to gladly serve uh, and support you as a politician, don't use fear, and certainly don't use a kind of cowering attack that doesn't have the legitimate science behind it. Bring it to the table, have a real discussion, 
uh, and let people make their choices. And people are going to make all kinds of choices. They're going to make their different choices as they should. They're Americans. Everybody doesn't have to walk in lockstep. But certainly what we're not going to do is just do whatever the government says. This is the reason why you've got on both extremes of the political party, Antifa blowing up stuff, demanding that certain governors give up their positions, such as in Oregon. And then on the right, you know, they're quiet right now. You know, the, 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 the extreme right wing, but, but they're on the brink as well. The military knows for sure that the, the, the right and the left are totally uh, perturbed and utterly uh, disgruntled with the way our politicians have acted like people are five-year-old children. And human beings are not going to put up with that. They're just not going to do it. In any event, I've got to take a break now to pay some bills. And we'll come back with your phone calls and more on this Monday edition of Lifeline with your host, Jesse Gistin. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time happens to be 521 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. <clears throat> Two lines open, one 367 Two lines open, one 367 5329 is the number you want to reach me if you have an idea, if you have a thought, you want to put something by me and uh, just chop it up in terms of where we are in our world and how we are to view the things that are happening uh, in our lives and, and how, to, how to position ourselves for the near and uh, long term future. There's no doubt about it that the powers that be are trying to uh, marshal together a, a common unity. That, there's no doubt about it. It's not there yet. They look like the three stooges. If you want to kind of keep a comical co- component to this in terms of the rollout of um, their agenda, they they really did confine everything to a kind of vaccine regiment agenda. And it's not working as well as they would have liked it to. And it's also Uh, exposing them on a number of levels. And this is where I talk to a lot of people, you guys, around what I call the optimistic contingency uh, element of any kind of agenda that uh, dark forces are proud human beings are self-righteous authoritarians would would implement where they do not believe that there are unintended consequences or or uh, hiccups in their plan or uh, situations where they will be completely routed because they didn't think this through or that through or the other thing. And you really can't. When when you are an authority in a position uh, of assuming that you know better than other people how life should go, and you're not going to even give the community of people to whom you are now going to uh, lend your services to them as if you are being uh, a means of favor to them to actually know what your policies are at large. And you you just decide to rush in as if you're going to be a pseudo savior. You're going to have uh, providence and mystery and, uh, and, and acts of, 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 of nature that all operate under the hand of a sovereign God to actually expose you for being a mere man, a group of mere men and women who are severely radical, not radical, but flawed in your uh, in your thinking. You are not wise. You think you are. You're not wise. 
You're not the all wise being. You are not the paragon of absolute wisdom. You are not such a paragon that you are to not be questioned, not be challenged, not be pushed back against. No one falls for that anymore except for shallow minded. Uh, I guess I can use the word. He just he just brought it up last week. Um, zombies. And uh, I don't hang out with zombies. I don't hang out with people who are empty headed, uh, mere recordings of uh, of social narrative paradigms. I, I hang out with people who want to think and uh, and want to work it through. And, and, and understand the divine right of autonomy and also realize that they're obligated to give an answer to God for their choices. That's the kind of people I hang out with. Now, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't particularly care for people who just toe the line uh, in lockstep because we've been there before many, many times. And it's never good. It's never good to just toe the line without having a substantially clear understanding of what's going on. Uh, and, uh, you know, on the other hand, debate is difficult. Arguments are difficult because, you know, if you're emotionally driven, you're going to get mad if somebody actually makes a point against you. But you still have to endure that because you can be wrong. Any of us could be wrong. And we, we, we need to be getting at facts that are substantiated and not merely proffered because some power said it. Well, that's that's the blessing of being, you know, an American. Uh, you go to you go to Canada. I already hear from my brothers and sisters in Canada. You can't talk like I'm talking. <clears throat> Not in Canada. You can't go out in the street and do that. People are are shutting you down. The the government, the the police are fining you and putting you in jail. What do they have to fear by open public forum debates? What do they have to fear by a townhouse of their governors and their congressmen coming out and talking to the people? What do they have to fear of the doctors who do not agree with their approach uh, saying, hey, we have a better way? What do they have to fear other than the fact that they have gotten trapped in a conglomerate of power way above the government out there in the stratosphere of, of technocrats and, 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 and globalists? And, 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 and now they are submitting to it because that's where they get their money from at the uh, at the relinquishing of a relationship to which they vowed when they took their oath to uh, serve their communities, whether uh, in Canada or here in America. And, and, and uh, if the Canadians don't push back on that stuff for themselves, then they'll be slaves of a socialist system, a socialist Marxist system. Listening to uh, uh, Heather McDonald and uh, Jordan Peterson this morning talking about the uh, destruction of your humanity when you succumb to a socialist Marxist, neo-Marxist framework of existence. What they meant was Everybody knows that Marx was a liar. They all know that he was a hypocrite. They know, all know that he was saying one thing and doing another, as was Stalin and Lenin. They all know that. In other words, to buy into a kind of group narrative, identity politic, uh, regiment of, 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 uh, of thinking, you have to betray yourself. You have to lie about what you do. You have to, you have to put, perpetrate a fraud. And we actually see that happening with Fauci right in public because he's the face, you know, of the government around this thing. And he's waffling all over the place and he's gotten trapped into debates that he couldn't handle at all very well. 
And this uh, it's all recorded now. Of course, the major media is not going to let you see it, but you can find it anytime you want to. Him waffling on this and waffling on that and then falling apart when he could not answer the question because he knew the people that were challenging him were clear and thorough in their premise. Well, you know, a lot of the American people are not. We, we, we get that. People just want to work, pay their bills, and, and live their life. And, and this is where the problem comes in at. It was the founding fathers, uh, uh, many of them, uh, Madison and Jefferson and even Washington and others. And don't let me start with Booker T. Washington and, and the like, saying that in order to actually be a, a free and prosperous and prominent person, you have to be knowledgeable. Freedom is taken from you when you are not willing to actually understand your constitutional rights and understand your privileges and responsibilities as a human being to understand what's going on in your surroundings. Freedoms are taken away when you take it for granted. This is true in the gospel sense, too, you guys. This is why you see so many churches in captivity to this Babylonian agenda, because they don't take the word of God seriously. And Christ is really not prominently Lord in their life. They don't have a a saving knowledge of him and a deep, profound commitment to his word. And therefore, they can't answer the hard questions. And so they relegate themselves to subordination to uh, existential powers instead of the lordship of Jesus. This is where we are for sure. There's no doubt about it in many cases. And, you know, on the other hand, you'll find a beautiful sister here, a beautiful brother there that are uh, capable of understanding what's going on and walking in their freedom, in humility, walking in their freedom, uh, just engaging people to the degree they can and sharing with them material and, and articles and, and websites and saying, hey, if you, you really want to see what the vast majority of doctors are saying that are on the ground where you're not going to hear from them through. Google Google or Facebook or Twitter. Here, go here. They'll tell you what's going on. Like Dr. Peter McCullough, he's killing it. Told you about him last week, how that he sat before the Senate in Texas and told them this is absolutely irrational what we're doing. Submitting the whole process of this COVID thing to one man and one institution has never, ever been done before. And uh, he, he has an outstanding article about this that I might read a portion of today if, uh, if, I, if I find it fit. I'm going to uh, pay some more bills. I've got two lines open, one 888 Sean, you hold on. Mark, you hold on. Uh, we'll come back and unpack. But you know what I do? I try to blow the trumpet and tell you to wake up. Don't become a, don't become a walking dead. Don't become a zombie. Don't you do it. You'll end up perishing under the wrath of God if you do that. It's, uh, it's painful to be awake, but <laughs> believe me, I know. Uh, but it's better to be awake in the pain and reality of the complexity of life than to be dead, spiritually dead, and feeling nothing and thinking you're all right. So Monday edition of Lifeline. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. All right, we're back. The time is 5.36 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Let's go to line number one, Take clear out our phone lines and talk with Sean in Rutland. Sean, are you there? I'm here, Pastor Jesse. How are you doing? I'm great, man. What you up to? Oh, just driving home from work. Uh, doing, doing really good, though. Doing really good. Can't complain. Uh, family, everybody's all right at home? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're doing, we're doing fine. We're doing fine. Um, uh, my brother-in-law, it's funny, it's interesting you, you brought up how, uh, having sports injuries, um, earlier in your show, 
uh, my brother-in-law actually tore his Achilles a couple days ago, so that's kind of hard on him right now. Um, how did he do that? He did it playing basketball. Okay. Yeah, how, playing how old basketball. is he? Uh, he's 30, 38. Okay. 39, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, does he know if he's going to have to have an operation on his Achilles, or is he going to just try to do it uh, through therapy? PT. It's, look, it's looking like he's going to have to have the surgery. Um mm. Yeah, I was going to give him a call maybe today or tomorrow and just to see exactly what's going on, but it, it, the sound of it is going to be surgery. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting because I had, I had the same um, – I ruptured my left Achilles about seven years ago playing basketball. Did so you? I, I full, yeah, I fully understand what it's like having to go through that pain and re- rehabilitation for my leg and everything. It's, it, it was a very, very challenging time. It was a tough injury. Uh, how long did it take? Did you get back out? Are you able to get back out and ball, Sean? Uh, well, before before I tore my Achilles, I was not, I'm not boasting. Anything. I was very very good at basketball. Like I was really really good. And well, um, welcome to the club. Okay, welcome to the club. All right, I'm a little older than you, but welcome to the club. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> the the Lord has the the Lord had to humble me. He had to he had to touch my Achilles and. He was like, that's it for you, Sean. No more. No more 50-point games. No more 40-point games. None of that. Look, this is exactly what happened to my hip. I I was playing ball. This is about 30 years ago, man. That same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm playing ball out in a very prominent park here in mm-hmm. – uh, in, uh, and people would know it, Bollinger Park out in um, – over by Danville, and, uh, you know, uh, guys come out from all over, very reputable ball players, and I was having the, having the game uh, the uh, the game of the day, and, I mean, I'm, I'm beating these youngsters. I'm in my 30s, and these youngsters are 16, 18, 20, and I'm killing them, man, and I went up and came down the wrong way, and that was that was that was it. The next thing I know, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with hip, hip problems for years, and that's why I had to have, have the yeah. surgery here recently uh well god did it you're right he he told me all right it's time for you to stop got other things for you right yeah that that's what i believe he told me too because i was i we had had a playoff game the 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 day before and i i was went out of my mind i i had an amazing game i scored like 50 points and so i was boasting and everything and then the next game first quarter that was it it was a wrap my Achilles just blew out of nowhere doing a move I've done thousands of times before. And, but I, I really took it like I was really thankful later on, like it was hard going through it, but, but I, I know the Lord was, was brought that about in order to, to humble me a measure, you know, right. and, um, right. and, and, and there's a time where we need to stop certain things and I still can play a little bit, but I've never, I'll, I'll never be the same. Like oh no, I, I totally get you. Look, I, I totally get you on both ends, man. You you and our kindred spirits in that regard. I, I totally get it. It was I was under I was Sean, listen, I was under no disillusionment that that was the Lord saying, I, you know, I, I gave you a little window. All right, it's time. Mm-hmm. That was when I just started ministry too, just started pastoring. He said, no, nah, you cannot. This, nope, it's over with. And, and I didn't argue at all. I did not argue. <laughs> and, I, and I'm glad yeah. and I'm glad I didn't at all. I'm glad I didn't. So I know you I know, you know, that's God's goodness. Sure, you can get out there and shoot around and, you know, you can play if you want to kind of do a pickup game here. But you're not going to put 100 percent into it anymore. That's not going to happen. 
No, never, never again, never again. Those days are those days are gone. Maybe I'll, I'll coach my sons a little bit and show them how to play a little bit here and there. But other than that, it's it's. A and, and you are you are certainly welcome to do that. I did some of that with my uh, with my kids as well. Was able to help them with their sports, and I, I would definitely encourage you to do that. I tell parents yeah. all the time what a joy it is to be young enough to be able to be athletic. And to play with your kids and to, you know, to be part of that. So do that. So what's your thoughts today, man? Um, my thoughts were, uh, I had heard a thing, um, for, it was, I guess it was in Europe. Um, it was a news a newscast in Europe. And one of the new agendas or the, the uh, an agenda coming down the pipe, perhaps, that's going to be part of that, that mainstream narrative that everybody's going to have to be subject to is, the whole climate change thing is going to be foisted upon us even more once now that COVID is kind of, kind of starting to go away a little bit, it seems we'll see. Um, right. But if, if they're not able to keep everybody duped with that any longer then the next thing is the climate change being pushed on us. And um, I heard the news anchor was saying he was using the, 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 and now the idea that Mother Earth can't breathe because of human pollution. And when everybody was locked up or shut down around the world, Mother Nature had the opportunity to now breathe fresh air because right now she can't breathe because man is hurting her. And I was thinking about that idea in light of, like, with the George Floyd thing and even prior to that with other instances with police officers, you had the narrative of I can't breathe being pushed. Sure. And then when you wear the COVID mask, <clears throat> I can't breathe because I wear the COVID mask. And then sure. um, the idea of not being able to breathe and now Mother Nature not being able to breathe, it's all it, it's all kind of correlates and, and is all connected with this idea that um, – I was thinking about it. I just wanted to get your thoughts on it, see if I'm even on the right on the right track with it. But um, the the idea that um, God breathed life into man, you know, God breathed life into us, and um, and that is why we should be free to breathe because we're made in His image, and He breathed into us, you know, and and that's part of being free, and. Um, because ultimately, the the one they're attacking, the one these policymakers and who are pushing this global agenda, they're attacking Christ and 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 the Father. They're attacking God, you know, and um, and to keep image bearers of God from breathing <clears throat> and shutting them down is is attacking the God who gave them breath, you know. And I was just thinking about how all those things correlate, and then you got worshiping the creature rather than the creator, you know, worshiping the earth rather than the God who made the heavens and the earth. You know, that was just my thoughts and just kind of what your thoughts were on those. No, you're, you're right online and you want to keep that. Of course, uh, you know, I'm keeping up with the media and I already know that the next major uh, propaganda piece, the next major lying sign and wonder to be foisted on uh, media dominated people is going to be the global warming thing. Uh, mm -hmm. as you know, and the policies are going to be integrated into the economic structure of the world. And that's that's 
coming in underneath the reset economically, whereby the governments are going to justify themselves being able to actually control more of our income through, as you know, uh, uh, through uh, ele- electronic uh, income. Because of that, uh, mm-hmm. that system will allow the government, if we if we allow them, that will allow the government to to, uh, to marshal uh, taxes out of our income in order to uh, worship Mother Earth and to continue right. to facilitate the lie, which is fundamentally uh, uh, pantheism, uh, animism, uh, Romans chapter one, verse uh, 21 through 24, as you're stating, uh, and, and, a, and an open defiance of a biblical worldview in terms of uh, <clears throat> the preeminence of mankind over creation as God's pinnacle, and therefore the 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 uh, vicar masters of the earth. This is definitely an assault on a biblical worldview by the mystics, by the New Age mystic mm-hmm. neo-Marxist socialists. There's no doubt about it. A lot of people are going to buy into it. Why? Because God is giving them over to a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. As you know, it's, it's centered in massive emotionalism. It's irrational, illogical, ahistorical. Uh, and yes, a lot of us already know that that's going to be the next propaganda piece coming down the line. And what you and I want to do is exactly what you're doing. Not only lift it up, expose it for what it is, but demonstrate that it is an anti-Christ model of antithesis. Demonstrate mm-hmm. its antithetical model, antithetical model. That's what I'm doing right now as I'm unpacking um, the man of sin that sits in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. I'm sure you're keeping up with that study. That will get out and people will have to deal with it, period. Uh, the beast wanting to take over your body so he can actually rule in your heart. And he's wanting to have such domain over our personal being that he can actually accomplish that through uh, nanotechnology. That that right. whole line of, 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 uh, of reality is, is extremely plausible and definitely uh, viable if we continue to refuse to believe that there is a dark power behind our political and our uh, our, our governmental and technical uh, entities. If we refuse to believe there's a dragon behind Beast 1 and Beast 2, the next thing people are going to know is that they are going to be fundamentally driven by receiving the stigma of the beast. And so what Christians do is expose the unfruitful work of darkness. We make manifest the lie as you're doing theologically, biblically, um, and Christocentrically. So there are two breaths, two breaths. You're going to do this study now because I got to let you go. Two breaths. The first breath is the breath of lies. That's Genesis uh, chapter two, verse seven. He breathed into them the breath of lies in the plural form. So we're dealing with physical life, and then we're also dealing with the spiritual life, that is the breathing upon them, the Holy Spirit, which is what Christ did in his resurrection as a precursor of the coming of the Holy Spirit with the 11 in the upper room, who would have been the nucleus of the new creation. So you want to do your work on that theologically so that you can uh, apologetically help men and women understand that what we're dealing with is an assault on the gospel. Look here, man. I'm Amen. way overdue. Amen. Thanks for the call and uh, great, great line of reasoning. We'll be right back, you guys. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. All right, we're back to time 553. This segment is almost up, but we were blessed by the conversation with Sean. It was a great topic, Sean. Glad we were able to anchor some biblical truth into the next 
storm that um, <clears throat> Albert Moeller says is coming. He's talking about it in his book, The Coming Storm. So we need to we need to deal with it. I'm going to talk about on the other side of the break, the chimera storm that's coming too. you guys know what chimeras are. This is mankind's attempt, <clears throat> excuse me, mankind's attempt to conflate humans with animals and uh, create something in the Petri dish, dish of a hybrid. I'll talk to you about that in the, the next segment. What is this all about? All of this is about destroying the uniqueness of the Imago Dei and human beings. And it's happening because we have broken the hedge as a society. Once you abandon biblical truth as an epistemological framework for reality, all bets are off. Anything goes. And if God should be pleased to allow um, us to explore with dark spiritual caverns and portals where things start to emerge that we've never, ever contemplated, then, yes, we're probably on the other side of the edge of the abyss. And uh, at that point, human beings are going to they're either going to wake up or give themselves totally over to it. In any event, let me go to line number one and talk uh, line number four. I'm sorry. Line number four and talk with Mark and Sentinel. Say, Mark, are you there? Hey, yeah. Uh, you mentioned last week about how our uh, California Constitution has incorporated the Nuremberg Code of Ethics in it. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I just like to remind everyone that uh, you know the Nazis were tried, convicted, and executed for medical experimentation, and that's exactly what they're doing to us. You know, I think uh, somebody told me they they tried uh, for six months around 30,000 people and uh, experimenting these vaccines for COVID and uh, the FDA requires it to be four years. And so that's why they pushed it through real fast so they could bypass because you'd have so many people dying uh, that, you know, they wouldn't be able to pass it. You're absolutely and, uh, right about that. Of course. Prince. No, go on, go on, go on, go on. Are you there? Yeah, I'm. I'm just holding on. You told me to hold on. No, no. I, I said, go on, go on. Oh, okay. I'm losing my hearing. Um, Francis Boyle uh, defended Captain Doctor Yolanda Hewitt Vaughn during the Gulf War thing because she uh, said, "Look, it's against my conscience. I can't give an untested vaccine." To these troops, you know, I just can't do it because they had made this thing that supposedly protected the troops from uh, uh, what they thought Saddam Hussein was going to use. Right. And, uh, yeah, it Xanax. Out, Xanax. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out that out of 500,000 of these young, strong men that were vaccinated, 100,000 were disabled and 11,000 were killed. Okay, and she was the only doctor that stood up. And anyway, Frances Boyle, you know, got her out of Leavenworth. They put her away for like five years, I think. And uh, he's a really, look up Francis Boyle. He's a really smart guy. And uh, he's got this thing where you can download um, this whole thing about how if your employer says that you have to get vaccinated, um, you know, or you can't have your job, you can download it, and it just explains to them, you know, you can't do that. You can't say it. We're not guinea pigs. We have rights. We're people. We're human beings. You are absolutely right about that. And there are a number of military 
savvy doctors that are uh, that are um, mediating on the part of military personnel around this right now. There's a controversy in the military around this very thing right now, this very thing that you're talking about uh, and, and multiple troops, whether in the Navy or in the Army or what have you, they are they are opposing it. They are not um, just succumbing to the mandate. It's going to be a heated battle going forward in the military. But as you stated, Mark, there are so many occasions that we can cite historically where our military uh, men and women have been exposed to experimentation that is horrifically sad. I don't know anything about the 500,000 uh, with, with the one concerning Saddam Hussein and then the 11,000 dead. I, I, I hope I can, you can, I can get some verica- verification on that. But certainly I know a number of military men and women right now that are absolutely concerned about the push and, and, and the people on the ground, the sergeants and the majors on the ground don't know what they're talking about. They don't know how to give them the science. They don't know how to give them the data because they don't have the data. It's just being forced upon them. So this is what I meant in my opening monologue, that this thing is a, a buffoonery of a, a regiment that has absolutely no real insight. They must have thought what our government, what the WHO and Fauci and, and Gates and the rest of them must have simply thought is that you just tell people what to do and they'll do it. Give enough fear and, and, and dominate them with alternatives that uh, are, are so dreadful that they'll just do what you tell them. They were completely wrong about that. They were totally wrong. Uh, human yeah. beings have memories. Uh, epigenetically, uh, physiologically, emotionally, psychologically, and we remember things, and and uh, and particularly a free people. So this battle is fierce. I was just again reading an article about what you're talking about, Mark, uh, a couple of days ago. Didn't get in, into it into any deep detail, but there is a major battle going on in the military around these vaccines. There's no doubt about it, and I'm looking forward to the outcome on it. So, um, yeah. Uh, and the Congress admits that they've killed 35,000. That's what they know of. I, I gave a lot of troops this report by, it's really strange, Rockefeller of all people, Senator Rockefeller chaired this thing where he typed in his military research hazardous to our veterans' health and oh, health and oh man, it'll like give you goosebumps. It's just unbelievable how they've they've made them guinea pigs and see what the governments are doing through this it's like it's so frustrating because i used to go down to the city council meetings and the supervisors meetings in san francisco and here in san jose and all that and and we can't do it anymore because it's by remote control and i know that they know my voice so i haven't even tried to break through because they can get around the roberts rules if you're not there in person and they'll just cut you off they won't let you talk you know sure and so But but they're they're enjoying this remote control meetings. That's what they have, but, right? Because uh, they don't have you know, to give an answer to us publicly and personally. But one day they will, uh, and that's why you know I tell people I say it seems quiet right now. But what's going on is good soldiers on the ground, good common sense people, people whose eyes are open, people who uh, value freedom, 
and they value data. They value argument. They value debate. This is what what scientific <clears throat> the scientific law says that you have to try to falsify a thing before you affirm it to be true. You got to test that thing across the board. You got to shred it. You got to you got to prove it to be fallible. Prove yeah. it to be wrong. Prove it to be harmful. And once you cannot prove it to be harmful, fallible, or wrong, then you can affirm it as being uh, plausibly a good thing. And th- and we're we're not even anywhere near that kind of uh, developmental process when it comes to where we are with this uh, COVID-19 thing. And this is why they're running for the hills because it's already taking on multiple variants and they know with multiple variants, particularly when the variants get down the line a little ways, that the vaccines will be, uh, the present vaccines will be harm uh, harmless. They'll be useless. They won't even be effective. And that's why you're seeing oh, cases rise again, even after people have been vaccinated. Yeah. Now, I just bought you and John MacArthur and nine other uh, people a, uh, a gift uh, called Endgame. I gave it to John yesterday through his security when I drove down to Sun Valley there in Grace. Um, oh, that's cool. And uh, it's called Endgame. But Endgame uh, Blueprint for Global Enslavement, and it predicts the Great Reset using a pretext of a virus. We're talking 14 years ago. 14 years ago, this documentary. So John wasn't taking callers, so I gave it to the security, and he said it would he would give it to him. But maybe next month I can drive down there again. And he's a hard man to to corner and talk to. But uh, you know, I really wanted to to talk to him about this in the seventy weeks. A few things he's a little off on. But uh, well, yeah, it's a very powerful. He's, he's, uh, he's a busy man. He's a busy man yeah. for sure. But uh, we all have to do our part. Uh, well-meaning as we may be. You got to be free and you got to do your part. Listen, thanks for the call. I got to take a hard break. When I come back, Idris and JB on lines two and three on the other side of the break. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. Two lines open, one 367 1-888-367-5329. I'll be right back. 